Well, hello again, and welcome back to the Casted Podcast, where we are in season five. We're featuring our very own customers this season as our guests. Well, why? Well, we love them, of course, but we're shedding a light on our users because, you know, as becoming a Casted customer, you pretty clearly indicate that you have a pretty big commitment in podcasting and that your show is a really important foundational piece of your overall marketing strategy. Because otherwise, why would you be here, right? You see, you'll hear these forward-thinking brands talk about how they're harnessing the perspectives of experts with podcasts and then amplifying their voices across other channels. They're not just stopping with publishing their shows. They're elevating their shows, but also their overall brand. They are practicing what we preach, and I want you to hear all about what they're doing, why they're doing it, and how you can do it too. I'm Lindsay Chepkema, CEO and co-founder of Casted. We're the first and only marketing solution built around brand podcasts. And this is our podcast. Twenty twenty has been let's see, okay, how should I put this so that we don't gain an explicit rating for our show? How about unexpected? There has been an ongoing conversation since March about pivoting, about new normals, and how businesses and individuals around the world are adapting. Today's guest is an incredible example of all of this. Because when in-person conferences evaporated earlier this year, not only did her company, Auth0, quickly adapt, but Rebecca, that's our guest, she adapted too. You see, she ran conferences and events for a decade before COVID changed all that. So listen in to this story of resilience and success as Rebecca shares how her company and her colleagues pivoted from the live events to podcasting. And just a few episodes in, they're already totally crushing it. Hey, I'm Rebecca Abram. I'm the Senior Global Conferences Manager at Auth0, uh, producing the Identity Unlocked podcast powered by Auth0. I love it. And that's a pretty new show. So tell me, how are things going so far right off the bat and how just how new is it? Yeah, yeah. So we uh, recently just published our fourth episode, a fourth episode ever as a company, very new to podcasting. And it's, I'd say it's going pretty well. Um, with our fourth episode, we just passed 3000 listeners uh, in a very short amount of time with a very technical podcast with a pretty niche audience. That is incredible. I mean, by the time this airs, you'll be a few more episodes in, but to be at this moment in time on episode four, and 3,000 downloads, that's that's incredible. So let's, how did you do it, Rebecca? How did that happen? <laughs> um, what did that look like? Yeah, so I think it helps having an amazingly charismatic host, right? Like I want to give Vittorio his due diligence in all of this. This is kind of his brainchild and, and how it came forward. But it was really finding a, a niche in the in the communication that's happening around digital identity and what is guiding the best practices around the digital identity space. And there's a lot of working groups that get together and build out these standards and practices that are distributed to developers and companies to keep their customers safe but no one really talks about like why they're created or the process behind it. And it's uh, Identity Unlocked offers that behind the scenes peek 
on what's creating these rules and guidelines, essentially. I love too that, I mean, in your own words, something that's really technical, right? And really deep and it's not for everybody. I mean, it, it's appealing and it's interesting, but it's it's not intended to be for everybody. And you know your audience. You said you, you found a niche. Tell me about that kind of first who mentality at really knowing who it's for. Yeah, the the who is something, honestly, like we're still, we're still narrowing that down. Um, we have really plugged into the identity audience itself. There's a, a group of people who go around on that speaking circuit and they talk and they all know each other. Uh, and we're really dialed in there. And as a company, we like to focus on developers. We're built by developers for developers. And we're still working on really bringing that technical level to a place where developers want to consume that. But keeping that as our guiding star, uh, as far as making sure the information is digestible and communicable for that type of audience has been really important for us. Yeah, that is, that is so important because when you find, when you really identify that audience, regardless of, of what your brand is all about and what, what you stand for and what you're selling, you find the right people and they're going to be intrigued by it. You know, you serve them with, with the information that's relevant to them and is educational and entertaining and engaging to them. You're going to be rewarded with 3000 downloads within your first, you know, three or four episodes. That's, that's incredible. Let's talk too about, so we know a little bit about the show. Let's talk a little bit about you and, and your role, which is a really interesting story too, as far as how you got into the into the show and into the role that you play there. Yeah, um, I am not the host. It is way too technical for me. So just clearing that up right out of the gate there. Um, I'm more in a, a producer role and I, I want to use air quotes there uh, because it's still something that I'm very new at. I'm still learning and have a lot of support from our different providers and platforms in making everything happen. So I do kind of the day-to-day making sure the ball gets rolling on the podcast and, and the promotion and the follow-up. That wasn't the role that I started 2020 with. <laughs> so I am I am a live events manager by trade. That's what I've been doing for the better part of a decade. And with things happening in the world, there were no more live events. And we had to figure out a new way to get our messages out to our audience. Um, and with our host, Vittorio, he was on the speaking conference circuit as well. So he had this great platform where he could go out and talk to our audience in person. And that also went away. So out of that uh, bubbled up this idea to play around with podcasts. And we were we were pretty skeptical at first, honestly, um, because our, our initial impression was people listen to podcasts on their way to work when they're at the gym. And now people aren't commuting anymore. They're not going to the big gyms. Are people still listening to podcasts? And I think what we found in that is... People are so sick of screen time that they turn to podcasts where they can go and like fold laundry and still get their information. They can go on a walk in the neighborhood and just have that as kind of that break while still getting the content that they want. Um, so we've, we've kind of latched onto that, uh, to build the podcast out. And it's been, it's been a fun journey, honestly, to kind of learn something new that's not event related. Talk about pivot, right? So how was that met internally? Like, how did the idea come about? And um, you said there was some skepticism. And how does everybody feel about it now? Can, can I walk me through that journey? Yeah, everyone's really excited with how it's turned out so far. I mean, I think that it's it's great every week um, posting numbers to our internal team. Like, hey, we just hit this number. Can we try and, you know, when we were trying to hit a thousand, you know, a few weeks ago, that was a really big moment. But it, it yeah, it came about because we thought as a marketing team that 
the digital channels were just going to get noisier. Email's already super noisy. People are going to be hitting up social media a lot heavier. Media buys are going to get more competitive and expensive. Phone calls are probably going to start getting more annoying just because that's how you can reach people at home. So our other option for developing out these channels, we have a robust social media channel, we have you know all of that stuff, was podcasting because that's kind of our, our blue ocean at the moment. We haven't done a lot of experimentation there. And as a, a company, our culture is based off of experimentation. One of our core values is N plus one is greater than N, which is basically start somewhere, experiment, and move forward. Yeah, that's how it kind of came forward. And Vittorio came forward with this idea of, hey, we think I think that there's something here for us to try and talk about. Uh, and it worked. That's wonderful. It's working really well. That's yeah. amazing. <laughs> so tell me too, I mean, you mentioned all these other channels. Are you using the show to fuel other channels? Are other channels fueling the show? How does how does it fit into your overall strategy? So we use the content in all the things. Um, and that would I would recommend that to content producers in general. Uh, content creation takes up a huge majority of, of resources on a marketing team, but we also know that content is king. So the more you can reuse that, the better. Early feedback that we got for the podcast, because it is really technical, people wanted to kind of see uh, mm. what we were talking about and, and get some visual diagrams. So early on, we decided that we were going to launch a blog that coincided with the podcast that could be used as an additional resource. And we link it um, on our, our website to, to go to the blog post. And then within there, we are using snippets of audio just to try and boost engagement from, you know, just reading through the blog and then, you know, with how the, the players are set up are really great is it'll continue to play the rest of the episode. So once you've got someone kind of hooked in that mechanism, uh, it, it helps perpetuate the listens and the engagement. But in addition to that, I mean, obviously it goes out on social media and we do the, the audio grants and the videos and we do the images. But since we're so new into this and we're only four episodes in, we're playing around with some ideas that we haven't done yet but I'm kind of excited about, we want to try and do some YouTube reaction videos to certain elements of the podcast that might be a little bit confusing uh, and that our explainer blogs um, are not necessarily capturing. Uh, so that's kind of on our roadmap to, to continue that content journey. I love that. And I was literally, I was thinking content journey and then you said the words content journey, because <laughs> it's, it's important to think about. I mean, no, you can't expect people to come in where you want them to start and then like follow this beautiful breadcrumb trail all the way to the end. But I think when you at least think about those scenarios of, okay, when somebody listens to this one, they might be confused um, or they might be like you know, intrigued and want to learn more. What can we give them that will answer their, their follow-up questions that will further explain things? What can we give them to give them opportunities to dive deeper or to see, like you said, see something that they just heard about. And I, I love the way that you have done that and that you've gotten really creative about serving up people with more opportunities to, to dig deeper and answer some of their own questions, which also I would imagine, and I'm interested to hear how it's working on your side, when people view those other forms of content, you get even more feedback about what people are interested in and, and what they're, you know, what they want to learn, what they want more of, um, where they were confused to your, to your point, kind of what's, what's that looking like? I know it's still really early, but what's that looking yeah, like for you? So 
at the moment, honestly, like most of the feedback we're getting is, oh my gosh, we've needed someone to talk about this. Thank you for (laughs) even talking about it. So I don't think we're at a point yet where we're getting requests necessarily. Mm -hmm. It's almost that people didn't know that they wanted this information until we started offering it out. You know, it's it's Mm -hmm. like that missing piece of the puzzle that you didn't know you were missing. So tell me more about what your thoughts are for, like, as you're just getting started, you've had some really incredible momentum, no pressure to keep that going, right? Like, <laughs> tell me what your, what your vision is for kind of the rest of the season for like, how long is it? How many more shows do you intend to do? How did you set that up? How, how long is the break between seasons? What do you hope to achieve? Kind of what, what do you have on the horizon for the rest of the season? And then kind of bigger picture, what do you see happening in season two? Yeah, when we first started ideating about this back in April, May, and it's end of October now, the goal was do something small and do it really well. Mm-hmm. You know, do what we can, figure out the nuts and bolts of podcasting uh, because it's surprisingly com- complicated. When I first started diving into it, I was like, holy cow, like there's so many different facets of this. If you want to do something that's a little higher fidelity, then let me just record this on my cell phone and put it on a hosting platform. So we made a really conscious decision to do a first season uh, with only six episodes and just do it really, really well and see how it goes. And we didn't have like target numbers that we needed to hit out of the gate. Something that we've learned is podcasting numbers are really hard to track. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's something I didn't realize until getting into it as a marketer. Like, how do I track my ROI? How do I figure out what all these numbers mean and where it's coming from? So our, our goal was, let's just see if there's something sticky here and let's Mm -hmm. see if the numbers continue to go in an upward direction. And then, okay, we'll know we're kind of on the right path and we'll know to, to invest. Uh, We knew after like episode two that we wanted to start exploring other options. So we only have um, a couple more episodes left for this season. uh, And we have some plans to continue that momentum through different YouTube and, and different um, activities that we're going to do between now and hopefully don't hold me to this on um, the end of January when we launch our, our second season. And we like doing the, the season aspect of it, uh, not only to help contain some of the content themes, but it also helps us from a production standpoint. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can kind of shift things around as you need to, to make sure that things are relevant. For example, this week's episode went out about security BCP standards, technical <laughs> you can look it up, check it out on the podcast if you want to learn more. But it's National Cybersecurity Awareness Month, right? Got so it. we were able to do some shifting um, within there to align it to larger elements. So for season two, we're going to expand the number of episodes, expand the guests, and try to dive a little deeper into some of these topics where we just covered kind of umbrella. Here's the big picture and see you know, what's new in the identity industry and uh, how we can make it more digestible. That's fantastic. That's really great. And I'm a huge advocate of seasons for that exact reason, for all of those reasons, because on the internal side, it does, it gives you an opportunity. It gives you bookends. Like you can make some changes. You, there's not this pressure to just do, you know, every week, always and forever, no matter what happens. Um, and that's pressure. (laughs) It is. It's a ton of pressure. And then it's, it's also less jarring for your audience. If you make a change, if you change hosts, if you change topics, if you change the music, if you change the length, it's a little bit more expected when you come back from a break, whether that's one month or a quarter or, you know, however long it might be. So that's exciting. That's exciting to see. I'm curious to to dig back into kind of the transition that you made and 
I'm guessing I'm kind of putting words in your mouth, but a big part of what you've done over the last decade in, in live events is connecting with audiences, literally like in person and creating opportunities for, for the brands that you represent to build relationships and to talk to people and to talk to, you know, customers and prospects and partners first has it. And if so, how has the show helped you to do that, to continue to do that and to, to look at your podcast through that lens um, as opposed to just like a standalone little container of content over here on the side, which I think all too often it is viewed as. What, how has customer and audience connection been a part of of all of this for you? Yeah, I think I touched on it um, a little earlier when we were talking about the loss of the live events. You lose people are doing virtual events, and you know you can do virtual keynotes and sessions and and things of that nature, but it's not necessarily the same. And podcasts are a little bit more conversational. And it, mm-hmm. it allows you to almost feel like you're in the room having the conversation with the people who are conducting the interview. So having the podcast there is a replacement for that main stage almost and creating our own stage versus relying on others at the moment to provide that has been really helpful in allowing our message to get out. It's also interesting just because you know people are connecting with podcasts in different avenues where they're not just staring in front of their screen. They're, Mm -hmm. you know, up and moving around and it's a huge thing to share podcast information. Now that's becoming even a a new social norm for connecting with those audiences. So I think as the podcast continues to gain momentum and more conversations start happening around it, you know, there's always the hope that people will start to share it more and we'll get a little bit more of that cult following, right. And people Mm -hmm. get excited about it. Since you're, you're you're just on the other side of all of the prep work and all of the strategizing and all of the how are we going to do this and how are we going to do that, um, having just launched your show. So, what advice do you have for marketers who are getting ready to launch a show or who are in you know recording their first episode right now? What would you share? What learnings? Well, if you haven't done it yet, start getting into podcasting. <laughs> Step one, Step start one, podcasting. Hit record. I mean, the conversations <laughs> are happening anyway. Like you might as well record it and make something out of it. Because I think that's kind of, it's scary first step, you know, even proposing a new channel that there might be some resistance to. So definitely jump on board. Um, it's a great time to start experimenting with those new channels because no one has marketed it in this environment before. And I think that's really important to remember. We're we're all very new at this this mm-hmm. year. Uh, the state levels of playing field for sure. Yeah, exactly. But I think it's really important to understand the level of fidelity that you want to go forward with and the level of effort that that takes. And we really wanted to put something out that was higher quality uh, than some podcasts might be comfortable with. We wanted to make sure we had intros and outros and professional audio engineering and all of those elements. Um, so we built that into our plan up front. It's kind of hard to catch that as you run. So think through the amount of fidelity that you want for your podcast and plan accordingly. Mm-hmm. Um, if that's you want, we actually have our podcast music was commissioned by an artist in Argentina. Oh, wow. So, but we really wanted that because as a culture, like we like to pr- promote things that are artistic and crafted. So mm-hmm. being intentional with yeah. how you're putting things together to get that right outcome. And doing that, you have to get the right partners in place. Like shameless plug for Casted has been great <laughs> working with you guys. <laughs> but in all honesty, like Casted is one of four providers that we use to get our podcast to where it is. And that's just creating it. And then the second thing is we had to be 
really good at setting expectations with leadership about what ROI looks like for podcasting. It doesn't have the same journey as, you know, comparing things to events in my world. Someone comes into your trade show booth, you have a conversation, it goes into sales pipeline and here's your dollar amount. Podcasting Mm -hmm. doesn't work like that. The tracking just doesn't work like that. So being really explicit in, you know, what you're expecting out of it um, and what the brand play is and the engagement play is with podcasts, because that's where the value is. It's not, it's not a low funnel for sure. It's more thought leadership. That's so important to say. And I mean, every every company is a little bit different. Everybody's uh, audience is a little bit different. Everybody's content is a little bit different. Everybody's show and, and, and reasons why are a little bit different. But I think broadly speaking, you, you have to level set expectations. And that's of, of yourself and for the show and also internally set expectations about what is this going to do? What does success look like for this effort? Because it's not apples to apples with other you know direct demand gen, direct marketing, you know, dollar for dollar type saying type things. It's it is a lot of brand building, it's thought leadership. And there are ways to track it and there are ways to measure it and there are ways to watch uh listeners go through the process. And it absolutely should be part of what you're intending to do and, and part of what you're hoping to see. But yeah, expectations about what does success look like is is really important because back to your 3,000 downloads within your first you know couple of episodes, it's huge. But without level setting on that, it's like okay. You know, we've all been there before. It's like, is that good? Is that not good? Should it be more? What, and there's what's no this other one over here? Up there, right? Yeah. It's not public information that you can't just go to pick your favorite directory and click on a podcast and be like, oh, this has been downloaded X mm-hmm. number of times. It doesn't exist. Yeah. And every every podcast is different too. I mean, every every company starting from a different place, Every everybody has kind of access to different audiences and different starting points. Like the starting line is different for every, for every show. And the audience size is different. I mean, for some companies, you know, having a, a, a nice handful or a few hundred listeners sustained and, and engaged and loyal for a long period of time, if they're the right listeners is great where somebody else, it's not a great show unless they have, you know, tens of thousands listening to every episode. Right. So um, yeah, that's important. We found, you know, the numbers, yes, it's successful, but what it's really done is now we know that podcasting is a viable marketing channel for us, that we can start looping into other integrated campaigns and other, you know, branding campaigns moving forward. Like this is kind of our, our proof of concept that we know how to do this and, you know, we can start spreading our voice a little bit more in that, in that avenue. I love to hear that because it it really should be, once you get access to those expert voices and expert perspectives, they should really be fueling everything else. So that's exciting to see. Well, you're off to such an amazing start. I'm so excited for you. Um, I'm so excited to see where this is going already and to what you're going to do with the rest of your season and as you head into season two. So thanks for sharing the look behind the scenes and uh, for being a part of our show. That's our show. Thanks for listening. For more from today's guest, visit casted.us to subscribe and to receive our show as it's published, along with other exclusive content each and every week.